Welcome to the Captain's Coach Podcast. I'm Ben Smith, the founder of The Captain's Coach, and we are excited to bring to you today part two of a three-part series with Coach Albarisi, the West Point lacrosse coach. Now, West Point is arguably one of the greatest leadership development atmospheres in the world. And in this episode, we will be dissecting how and when to pick your captains, some of the characteristics of the best captains to come through the Army lacrosse program, and two things that Coach A feels that all current team captains need to know in today's sports world. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome our co-host, Luke Poulos, and our guest, Coach Albarisi. Enjoy. You are listening to the Captain's Coach Podcast, where we provide top insights into sports leadership to inspire team captains to lead their teams more effectively and help coaches to systematically develop and use them. Now, here's your co-host, Luke Poulos. this question in, in, in the previous episode, but for anyone who wasn't listening, uh, could you go ahead and explain the process of how your team captains are selected and, and why you choose to do it that way? Yeah, um, well, what we have is uh, um, at the end of the year, we'll have a, um, a ballot in which our guys can choose up to three, three captains. So um, a couple of things that are I don't want to say unique but maybe maybe somewhat unique um is is uh we have our seniors uh vote um so our seniors guys who won't be part of the program have a have a say um in who the next captains would be and and uh you know this was handed down um from my predecessor Jack Emmer I believe that's how he always did it um but I really I really like it um what I think it shows is just a lot of faith in your own program um, that uh, the, the, your outgoing seniors know your program, know you, um, know what, uh, uh, haven't been part of it for four years, have as good an understanding as anybody does uh, in, the, in the program of what it, what it needs. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's something that they, they have a say. Um, so they can vote for one, they can vote for two or three. Um, the thing that we'll always do with the ballot is um, we make all of our guys put their name on it. You know, I, I don't believe in anonymity. Um, if, if you've got something to say, then you better put your name on it. And, um, you know, so if you want to vote for yourself, I'm all for it. But, you know, I want to know you voted for yourself. And I want to know, you know, who who you are um, putting on the paper, even if it isn't for you. Cause I think, you know, when you put your name on it um, and then you put your vote, you know, you're simp- you're certainly saying something about yourself and, and, and what you value and, and what you value in those people. So um, uh, uh, I'm, I'm a big believer in that. I don't, I just don't, I can't see the, the value and anonymity um, with it. So, um, you know, those are a couple, couple little pieces with it. I mean, I, I try to uh, stress to um, our players um, before 
um, of what we need or what I think we need in a captain. Um, I don't, and, and it doesn't need to be seniors. Now, uh, West Point is a pretty hierarchical place. So uh, a lot of times it ends up, and most times it does end up becoming seniors, but we open the vote to any class, anybody, and people that you just feel like uh, are going to represent the program on and off the field in the right way. Um, and and then also be a great communicator of um, you know between the coaches and and the the program itself and and if that's a sophomore then go ahead and put them on the put them on the uh, the ballot if it's a if it's a uh, a senior um, you know then so be it and then and then what we do is is uh, I'll collect it actually. I, I'm always anxious about it. I, I just collect the ballots and I count them out and, and um, you know, uh, listen, I'll always say this to anybody. I mean, I, I'll have the ultimate say in it. Um, but um, in the, in the vast majority of the times the, the, the young men that are, are, that are our captains are the ones that were selected uh, by um, are selected by uh, uh, their peers um, we've gotten in the third captains and, you know, a lot of times that can get really close, uh, a mm-hmm. vote here, a vote there. And, and then that's where, where I'll interject myself, um, with the, um, uh, uh, you know, take, taking on the counsel of my assistants for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, just, just where, you know, where, Hey, if we've got two or three guys that are, you know, had 12 or 13 votes, you know, there's one separating them, there's two separating them. I feel like that that's where, where, um, as a coach, you could step in and, and say, you know what, this is what we need. Maybe we need a guy on the offensive end because these two guys are defense and, you know, special teams guy, or maybe we need, um, you know, maybe this guy, if he's the captain, this could actually help him, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. as much as it could help us. Um, exactly. um, you know, the, those, those, those type of things, but it, it, by and large, it's, it's a, it's a, um, uh, a player run, um, uh, piece. Um, you know, some people could argue, well, your freshmen, uh, don't necessarily, uh, ha- have a say. Um, but I like to have things in place, um, when, when we arrive, uh, on campus and, and, uh, uh, you know, back in August, when we come back to the the post and and uh you know our captains know we've already met probably a time or two before they you know they've even before the team has met and and they can help to get things organized because as you know it's it hits uh fast and furious with with a whole bunch of things off the field right away that uh uh, the captains kind of gotta show us the way yeah those are definitely uh, a couple things that you hit on that i appreciated as part of the program. Um, definitely the, the outgoing seniors getting a vote was something that I touched on. Uh, I think that's a great way to continue uh, a successful culture moving forward is letting those guys impact uh, almost their legacy, um, impact the, the next year's team. Um, the, the lack of anonymity was something that, that I, I didn't get an opportunity to touch on last week, but that's also a big thing knowing, uh, who exactly, uh, like you said, who each person is now staking uh, their character and what they, they think others' character is. Um, and then definitely one of the things that I appreciated was, was having those captains 
all through the summer. And then, like you said, just administratively, uh, as the, the, the following year gets started, they're already in place um, and they're already, they already know what to expect and everyone's already, already looking to the right people uh, in terms of guidance for those first couple weeks when, when, like you said, things hit fast and, fast and heavy, uh, trying to corral the freshmen um, and, and get them where they need to be. Um, so great things all around in terms of how you select your captains um, and your reasoning behind that. Uh, moving forward, uh, I guess, who, who are the two best captains um, that you have ever coached or experienced firsthand and, and what made them the best in your mind? Well, um, there's, a, there's a couple that, that, that come to mind. I, I, again, I feel like um, we're so we're, we're, I've been so blessed with so many great leaders here. I mean, it, it's, it's hard to pick one that isn't a, a really good leader in, in their own right. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just that's, you know, when you're chosen as a captain at the United States Military Academy, where everybody's a leader, you know, everybody's a leader. So um, to me, I don't know that there's, uh, in, in my own opinion, you're selected by your peers as a captain. There's no greater honor in sports. Um, and then to do it at the United States Military Academy, there, you know, um, where, 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 again, leadership isn't something, isn't a popularity contest. I mean, guys understand it, you know. Um, they're schooled on it. They've, they've, uh, they've, they've learned it. They've been a part of it for, for since they, since they walked on, onto the post. Um, but, you know, so they're, so they're all good. They're all good. I mean, you know, but, but a guy that I've, I've, I've got a great affection for, um, is, is Alex Gephardt. And, um, you know, uh, I think it's easy to, um, look back and say, well, you know, it was one of our most successful years. Um, and you know, well, that makes him the most successful captain, but, uh, Alex, Alex was a, was a really, um, a great, a great leader, um, was a great leader on, on so many levels, but his, I think what he did with that was so superior was he was in, 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 great had a great pulse or excuse me had a had a great sense of the the pulse of the of our program and and what it needed and and he had a a mother hen to him almost where he just put his arms around everybody and just brought him with us (laughs) you know (laughs) and brought him with us and 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 i know you're familiar with the story because uh, your brother Matt was a uh, was a senior on the team, but it was a you know it was a very small senior group, um, mm-hmm. and and you know uh, Matthew was a player and 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 and, and Alex played, but I mean w- even within it, Misano, even within the six, it wasn't they weren't the dominant players on mm-hmm. the team, um, and you know so that really sets you into a real you know kind of it's it's still young people eighteen to twenty two year olds. And sometimes the, the best player could have the biggest voice type of thing. And, yep. and uh, you know, uh, I guess uh, to, to, to tell the story, I mean, Alex, we, we started off the season one and four and, uh, and then ended up um, winning 10 of our next 11 games and, and went on to the NCAA quarterfinals, beat Syracuse, who was the two-time defending NCAA champ. 
beat the Naval Academy twice, uh, which had never been uh, twice in one season, which had never been done in our uh, 101 years of Army lacrosse. So it was just a, a spectacular year. Uh, but it started at one and four, and 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 we had the, the fourth loss was uh, one to the Air Force Academy, which we had never lost to before ever. Um, it hadn't been a long series, but we had never lost to them before. And um, I, I can just remember um, thinking to myself, boy, we're we are not going to be favored in another game the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. And uh, we we came back from that trip, and of course. Uh, as it always happens when you lose, we got snowed in uh, in Colorado, so we end up having to extend our day there, and uh, you know our time there, which is no fun. Um, and and uh, we finally get back to practice, and uh, as we were gearing up for Rutgers, and I can just remember Alex was a uh, a one man. Uh, one man source of energy for everyone, you know, for everyone, um, the voice, the enthusiasm, uh, that he brought, um, you know, the willingness to, 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 um, he had a great, he had a great way, I guess, to call people out, you know, it was never in a confrontational way, but always like, Hey, come on, man, let's go. You know, we, we need you, you know, and, and that we need you or you are, you're certainly better than what you're showing uh, today, and uh, uh, and and it triggered really a, a win streak. Um, you know, we we had several All Americans on that team, and and uh, the MVP of the team was was uh, Alex Gebhardt, and he had uh, he had one assist uh, that year. He had uh, nine ground balls. That's that's what he contributed on the field, but was to me the hands down MVP of it and he was he was our MVP um because of um his his tenacity as a leader, his persistence, his ability to kind of stay the course, um, you know, and, and bring the energy when when things were really uh bleak, really bleak. And and uh you know I, I can tell you, you know, not only were we one and four, but we had come off a really difficult oh nine season where we had lost a whole bunch of tight uh one goal games and we had we'd set an academy record for most losses in a season um at 10 and and then that's exactly how um uh that was in the 09 season and then the 10 season we started right down that road again mm-hmm. and and i really i really felt it was alex's lead that just brought everybody um you know out of that and then we we ended up uh, winning a couple of tight games and then but it seemed like we couldn't lose any of those close games. So it was, uh, he, he, he is one that really stands out to me. Um, and I, and I got a really, uh, I'm really proud of, uh, um, a couple of guys more recent, uh, Gunnar Miller and, 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 uh, Reeves Clipstein. He, those two guys mm-hmm. along with Danny did a phenomenal job in 2017 where, mm-hmm. where we were, we were, um, you know, program wise, we're going through a lot and, and, uh, mm-hmm. You know, they they really uh, set a standard off of the field, and we're we're um, again, you know, here comes the word again, but that persistence uh, with the team and and uh, you know the willingness to have the tough conversations uh, with guys when they weren't holding it, you know, holding up the standard. Um, the, the, you know, those, those guys did a phenomenal job in seventeen, and I, I think 
again, helped help the program move forward. That's that's incredible, Coach. Two two phenomenal stories, um, especially referencing Alex Geppert and that that 2010 team. Um, really, just for for all the coaches and team captains out there, um, really hitting home a a time of conflict for a team and what captains can specifically do and just an example of of the immense impact that a captain can play on the team um that something that we stress at the captains coaches uh player-led teams will always outperform coach-led teams and there's no question no question exactly um and and that's a prime example right there one player having the extraordinary impact that he did to take a team um, that was looking like it was going down the wrong, wrong road to having, uh, like, like Coach A mentioned before, probably the most successful season um, that, that the programs had, topping probably ha- finishing the season with one of the biggest, if not the biggest, upsets in uh, NCAA lacrosse tournament history. Um, it just, just really, really hits home um, just the, the impact – that players can have at a program and season level um, that, that I think really, really gets overlooked. And that, that was just a great, a great piece of piece of evidence for that. Um, before we get into the last uh, conceptual part of, of the interview coach, I just want to ask one final question. Um, what advice do you have for current team captains or coaches that are looking for, for guidance in terms of leadership development? You know, um, I, I guess I guess this would apply to to um, both both um, captains and and certainly coaches. Is uh, I think if you're going to be um, a, a good leader um, and 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 you're going to help others become good leaders, you got to you've got to be pretty humble. <laughs> you know, you got to be pretty humble and. And, and, and I think that humility um, shows through in your preparation. And, and you know, you got to be humble enough to prepare. And the way you prepare to be a great leader is you got to learn. You know, I mean, it, 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 if, if uh, you know, there's a saying, if you're not reading, you're not leading. You know, you, you, need to, you need to just stay on top of things and reading and continually uh, come up with, uh, different ways and different thoughts and 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 um, even though you may feel like you've got a good way how can that be a better how can it be a better way and and uh, you know um, I, I look back here I mean and and how I work with my captains you know back in 2006 and and to, to now how I work with them in 2008 18 here 19 you know it's I, I feel like I'm doing a better job. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm not, but you know, because, because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to lead and, and, and I'm trying to learn, you know, I'm trying to learn, I'm learning different things. And, and I'm, again, I come back to that word blessed. So blessed uh, that I'm learning from people, you know, like, like Alex Gebhardt and John Burke and, and, you know, I'm learning how to become a better leader from them uh, as players. But I think that, that, that type of, uh, um, you know, just humility that you don't have all the answers, 
you'll have all the answers when you're a captain. Um, you mm-hmm. know, one of the greatest things you can do is, is be a listener and, mm-hmm. and understand from other guys. And, and, uh, you know, I, I think, I think that that would be the one piece. And, and, and if I could get anything across to the captains themselves is, and, and I know you understand this because it was always a, a big topic in our, in our locker room is just the finite amount of time you have, you know, like, here's your opportunity. You're a leader. This is going to be nine months. And, and, and then, and then, uh, you know, in lacrosse for sure, but for, for 99% of the college athletes, you, you're never doing anything in sports that's more important than what you'll do that year. You know, I mean, you just, you'll, you'll never do anything in sports that way because you're not going pro and, you know, you'll, you go on to rec leagues and club and, and hopefully uh, you're, you, you've you got a love for sport that, that lasts a lifetime. But, you know, that, that college athletics for so many is the pinnacle and, and, um, don't leave anything in the tank, you know, don't leave anything in your leadership tank. Don't, don't, you know, hold back. Uh, and when words need to be spoken, then you need to speak them. And, and, and when, uh, you know, the standard isn't, isn't being met, then you, you need to let people know about it. And, 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 and when you, you need to tell somebody you love them, you better, you better tell them right then, you know, because it's not going to matter as much, uh, a, a year later, uh, down, down the road. So, just, just that, uh, I guess, hum, uh, uh, to, I'm sorry for rambling here, Luke, but I would just say, you know, um, humility um, and mixed with urgency um, would, be, would be the things that uh, I, would, I would try to get across to, to coaches and captains um, as, as uh, um, you know, words, words to, to help them become the best, best that they can be. That was great, Coach. No, I, I really do appreciate it. I know coaches and, and players out there appreciate it as well. That was uh, a phenomenal, phenomenal answer and a phenomenal nugget of of advice and and information for for leaders out there in the sports world. Um, humility, uh, continual self improvement and team improvement and education uh, and innovation and uh, like you said, that that sense of urgency, something that. Um, I, I will always stress to team captains and players out there is never, never take your time for granted. Never take your time granted for granted. Um, it, it, it's something that once it's gone, like you said, you, you will never have that experience again outside of, uh, outside of sports. Thanks for listening to the Captain's Coach Podcast with Luke Poulos. If you liked what you just heard, please give us a five-star review on iTunes and check out our website at captainscoach.com. Join us next time for another edition of the Captain's Coach Podcast.